All right, what's going on? Welcome to Canel and Bell. It is Monday, big weekend. Hopefully everybody had a fantastic Father's Day. Enjoyed it with either your father, your kids, whatever your case might have been. It was a good weekend, nice and relaxing. Do you have a good one? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Nice. Yeah. I, my fourth grade team got pummeled a few times. So. Oh, they did. Yeah, you seen, sounded a little yeah. frustrated this morning with the youth basketball Brought situation. Brought the mood down a little, a little bit. bit, but generally speaking, I got to be with my family. I got some, some cool bourbon and some gifts and oh, there you yeah, go. It was good. All right. Good stuff. Uh, so let's get right to it because over the weekend, uh, you had the U.S. Open was going on. Brooks yeah. Kepka's charging. You know, you had a pretty good field out there at Pebble Beach, but. The NBA world had a bombshell over the weekend, Saturday afternoon, as it was reported, and it had been speculated for some time. When would this happen? Right. Would it happen at all? The Lakers officially acquire Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. It is a massive deal that changes the landscape of the NBA for sure. So they move Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks to the Pelicans. The Lakers get Anthony Davis in return. It is a massive deal. Your thoughts when you heard this were what? Um, this is a, a, one of those deals where I think it's win-win. Um, I, obviously, the Kevin Durant injury, I thought, you know, kind of started the dominoes falling in the NBA. That window of opportunity that was open. The Lakers, it was time to make the move. We talked about that last week. It was time to get that done. Um, you know, it was interesting that they were still able to hold on to Kyle Kuzma, I think, in the deal. But ultimately, uh, if you're if you're the Pelicans from their side, you got the number one pick in 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 Zion prob- probably. Right. Um, you didn't want him necessarily in dysfunction to begin his career. Even if even if you were going to get rid of Anthony Davis in a month or so, why not go ahead and cut bait with that now and not drag your feet? I still think Lonzo Ball, I'm a Lonzo Ball fan, um, and I think he'll play his best type of basketball with a guy like Zion, who's a finisher. Because he's going to get up and down, and the best part of his game is is the way he plays it cerebrally. Like he's going to be able to get the ball up. That's going to be showtime ish out there. Um, and then you got some other like Brandon Ingram. We're trying to still figure out the health, but still potentially a really good young player. So is Josh Hart. You have Drew Holiday, um, and then you know the number four pick could be a valuable pick, whether that's DeAndre Hunter or you know the kid from Vandy, or you decide to flip that because Griff's already shopping it. And then from the Lakers side, uh, not to get too long winded, but. This was always what it had to be. You know, LeBron came here rolling the dice that you guys were going to figure it out in year two. Um, and if you failed to do that, you were going to have a big problem on your hands. So you had to get the deal done. You were able to do it and still hold on to Kyle Kuzma, which is the piece you could use with those two going forward. Um, where do you go from here? What will determine, I think, you know, how good Rob Polinka actually is, but the deal in and of itself, I think everybody kind of wanted it. All right. I would agree with all that, with most of that. The only thing I would say surprised me, I thought the Lakers were going to get fleeced. And I think the fact that they were able to keep Kyle Kuzma kept them from being a one-sided trade. So I do feel like it's fairly an even swap right now, at least how it looks right now. Right. From the Lakers' perspective, yes, you had to make this happen with all the disaster that was going on. And for David Griffin and the Pelicans, with Anthony Davis even before all this, saying he didn't want to be there anymore, they kind of had to make it. So you had two teams that had to do something, and they came to a point before the draft this Thursday that they wanted to get it done, so they get it done now. Now the question is, all right, what is next for these teams? Obviously, the Pelicans have draft picks. They have to decide what they're going to do. But for the Lakers, it is... What other piece are you going to add to these two superstars now that you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis together? And it becomes more of a cap space issue. What? Because there's all this speculation. Oh, they can get Kyrie. They can. They should go after Jimmy Walker or Jimmy Butler. They should go after Kemba Walker. Um, you know, now even Kawhi Leonard's name is thrown in the mix. And my question is, how are you going to do that? 
Well, so there are two parts to that, that, that right? Like, it, so there's a $4 million trade kicker in Anthony Davis's uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so that clears up $4 million. That clears up $4 million. Which um, you would have to assume if he did this deal that he was going to do that to try to win. Right? right. Right now they're roughly $9 million short of being able to pay a max guy. So the four gets you uh, you know, $4 million closer. You're still $5 million short. You know, over the course of four years, that's twenty million dollars to one of those guys, right? Which I don't think any one of them would sacrifice. That I don't. Much. I don't know that any one of those guys is going to be willing to sacrifice that. Now, Damon Jones came out earlier today and said that that he heard that Kawhi is targeting potentially the Lakers if he leaves Toronto. Now, I know people were making fun, and we talked about it off air because he didn't understand how the dollars and cents of it would work, and they kind of grilled him on that. But I will tell you this: Damon is as plugged in to the biggest source in basketball as you could be. Better than Woj, better than all of them. If he says that he hears Kawhi is in play for the Lakers, I don't know how they get it done. I don't know how creatively they dump more salary because they don't want to get rid of Kyle Kuzma. But if he's telling you that, then there's some truth to that. All right, tell me if I'm crazy on this one because I've had this theory for some time in the NBA. Um, Would you see a scenario? Because remember, I mean, the same thing was kind of when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. Everybody's like, oh, that can't happen. And then all of a sudden he goes and joins a super team. All right. So let's say it's four, let's say it's $20 million over the last. Could you envision a scenario where Rich Paul, this mastermind agent who has everybody, what would prevent him from calling New Balance, who is Kawhi Leonard's shoe sponsor and saying, look, we're really close to getting this deal done. He doesn't want to have to take a pay cut. I know we have this deal in place, but imagine the publicity you would get for your shoes and the brand and the branding that would go there. Can you kick in the 20 so that he doesn't have this? Like what would prevent? See, that's why I think the shoe money in the NBA is so different and so unique that it can get you, it can kind of work around some stuff. And I know we had this discussion before and you're like, well, if you're going to take a pay cut, but it might be just a difference maker where you say you make up the difference so that he doesn't have anything coming out of his pocket and he's really playing for less. It's all even. And I would absolutely say, all right, then I do it. And you could have one of these guys do that type of deal. Um, so, so that takes me to like the fact that nothing ever surprises me in the NBA. Right. There was a time when a player, player A going to, you know, LA to join up with players B and C would have been like what like I've never seen that I, anything that these guys do now um it, 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 it's not it's something that I could imagine they would never surprise me when one of them make a move like that I don't know the dollars and cents I'm not the brightest guy in the world I don't know how much flexibility there is in, in his contract with New Balance they rip that up they they drop a new I, I don't know right but could there be a scenario in which something like that takes place yes and you know it's not like I always talk about taking the money when you're talking about the difference between I don't know 32 and 27, you know that's not nearly the same as a guy taking you know 16 instead of 20 25. Do you know what I mean? Or right. or four instead of 12, right? right? Like that, you're still talking about making 25 million that could potentially be made up somewhere else. If I am the Lakers, and let's take Kawhi out of the mix, and we're talking about purely what I would target next. They're going to have to turn me down. Kawhi, I mean, uh, Kyrie, you got to tell me no. I've always maintained that, that Kyrie is, you know, um, the perfect fit for LeBron. Um, and I think when you pair him with AD, I think he's still the perfect plug-in guy because of what he can just, you know, do with the ball and, and, and kind of play make. And he can spot shoot a bit, right? Um, he's got to tell me no. You know, all of the guys on that list. Kemba, tell me no. Klay Thompson would be the ideal fit, although... You know, this is purely in a vacuum. He's got a torn ACL. Right. He's going to want max money, so that won't come. I am going after, in the absence of any of these top free agents here, mm-hmm. I, I, I want shooting. I'm looking at guys like Brooke Lopez as a really good name. What about J.J. Reddick? 
Jake, so what I'm looking at is a big that can really, really shoot the ball and has a defensive presence first. All right, that's where I'm. That's where I want to start with that. All right, so I'm looking at Brook Lopez and guys like that, specifically Brook, because of what he morphed into in in Milwaukee. He's proven to you now that he don't want to do nothing but shoot threes, and he does it at a really high level. And he's still a rim presence uh, uh, defensively. Then I'm moving on to like my guard play, and I, I want snipers. The the problem with JJ Redick, as as good as he is. I mean, he's coming off of making 20-some million this year. If I'm going to get a J.J. Redick, this is just me personally, mm-hmm. and i got to pay 20-plus million to get him, I'd rather split that and get two guys that aren't maybe as good as J.J. Redick, but they're three-quarters of J.J. Redick, if that makes sense. So I don't want, I'm not on that team ponying up 20-some million for J.J. Redick. I'll go out and get two you know, poor man versions of J.J. Redick, maybe a point guard that shoots the ball and can space the floor, and a two-guard that's a 3-and-D guy. But once you start getting, you know, this accumulation of talent that's AD and LeBron, if you can swing a way to get up, I don't anybody, Kawhi or a, or a, a Kyrie, you're going to have so many guys that are going to want to play on vet minimums that will fill those holes, plug in to just shoot threes or just defend and stuff like that, that they will not have a problem there. Right, because that's that was my initial reaction was if they do get Kawhi or somebody like that, they're gonna have literally hardly any money. It won't matter. It won't matter. It won't They'll won't get matter. guys to fill those roles. Depth will not be an issue. Uh, yeah, depth could could always, but but you gotta you gotta round out a roster, and right. if guys are willing to pay for you know play for vet minimums. And I was always one of those guys where I was like, man, now I hadn't made money like some of these guys had. Right. So I couldn't envision just completely saying, man, like I'm playing for the vet minimum. You know, but I hadn't factored in that those guys had you know ninety million dollars in the bank already, or had put away ninety million dollars worth of checks. You know, right. um, you're going to have enough of those guys to throw in the mix. Now it becomes whether or not you know Anthony Davis, who's relatively fragile, can stay healthy, right? Because he hadn't he hadn't played a full season yet. Right. LeBron, who showed some 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 injury uh, uh, proneness last year, uh, getting getting longer in the tooth, whether he still stays healthy going forward. Let's say if you throw Kyrie in the mix, the third guy, whoever that is. You know, even Kawhi, both guys have shown a propensity to be injured in the past. Uh, you know, do those guys stay healthy? That's when all those minimums start to really become an issue because they're not good enough to really carry the mail. And that's where the blueprint of what Toronto did last year with Kawhi gets very interesting because I could see a scenario where you'd see all their three max or whoever the three superstars, if they get three, even if it's two, I could see a scenario where LeBron only plays 62 games next year. Yeah, oh, like for he sure. sits out 20. And same thing with Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You just load Rotate management. Him. We make sure we're there. We're in the playoffs. You know, yep. you kind of, you know, if you're there, maybe you go for home a home court or something like that. But ultimately, you just want a chance because you sure. know when you're full speed, sure. you're going to be good to go. And the crazy part, and we talked about it last week, and I know we got to move on, but the Western Conference, I don't know if the new the new odds are out yet or whatever. Yeah, the Lakers are three to one favorites. Listen, this is this is so wide open right now that if the Lakers can figure out how to get it right, like if Rob Palinka is average at his job and he's able all right, so Lakers three to one, Bucks six to one. Okay, that's Lakers better. Seven to one. Oh. So here's what will drive me crazy. And I will I, I said this morning and it was not received too well. I am boycotting the NBA if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers. I love the way it's setting up right. Like I would love for Kawhi to go to the Clippers. Okay. Like give me give me some parity across the league where it's a bunch of teams that are sort of on equal footing. And yeah, I'm okay with two superstars there, the Anthony Davis LeBron James pairing. But if you get Kawhi in there, it's going to be the same thing we saw with the Golden State Warriors, where they're just going to waltz to the finals. Maybe. Unless somebody gets hurt. But that see, was, I don't want to start must, rooting it for guys to get hurt. Watch TV, even if you didn't love it. The ratings for the finals when it was that super team versus like LeBron and company, 
were through the roof. Everybody wanted to see that matchup. It was over, and you knew it was redundant, but like it was, everybody wanted to watch it. And then your their new storylines. So there's, there's, can that be the LeBron, best team ever in NBA? Can who, it? Do you could you what? What's the scenario though? If it's Kawhi, LeBron, and AD, who are they playing from the Eastern Conference? That's going to be compelling. I don't know. Well, that you know, like trigger, Milwaukee, Giannis, trigger, listen, and the Bucks. Someone in the East, someone will do something. Yeah. To try to keep up with the Joneses. Right, it happens all the time. Like you'll, everybody says the big three in Miami was the, the inception that they were not. Like years before that, it was it was um, you know that that team that the the Celtics team that missed the playoffs and then won the championship the next year with with um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Like that was uh, of our generation. That was kind of the big three. You know what I mean? And yeah. and LeBron and them. That was a knee jerk reaction to that. So someone would have a knee jerk reaction somewhere and accumulate that type of talent. You're talking about Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler potentially as those guys grow, or maybe Jimmy doesn't resign there and they entice someone else to come over. I don't know. Here's why I just I, so the NFL is king. We can all agree, like the most popular sport in the NFL. I think it's because there are almost I would say going into every season, you'd have 28 teams out of the 32. Their fan bases feel like they have a chance to win the Super Bowl, and we can all maybe they're wrong. Yeah, but it's but that, it's not me, that far when is fetched. The, when is you someone can so go down and whittle right. twenty? Because now, real talk, I, I'm not arguing this because I don't know. But right. give me an example in the last ten years of a team that's come out of vir- virtual obscurity and won an uh, won an NFL championship. So you have it. So you you have them get to the playoffs. You have them make a run. The, the Giants were nine and seven when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Eli Manning. Like they basically snuck in with a wild card. They got there. They okay. weren't very good in the regular season. They got hot at the right time. Okay. But my but my thing is like if you. You could probably put that's a money product on more of the system, teams. though, Danny. Like that's a product of the actual playoff uh, format, where you got to win one game and you could catch somebody slipping on any given one night, right? Right. Yeah. You could. like over the course of seven games. If you had a seven game playoff s- series in the NFL, the Blue Bloods would win. You know who's winning those coming into the season? They're not. Su- you're not getting a team like the Dolphins jumping up and surprising you and beating the Patriots. Every once in a while, you do. No, but here's your here's your counter. You'd say, well, the Patriots are winning almost every year anyway. That's what like, I'm saying. What's, they, like, they what's, wrong with, right. what's wrong with the picture there? Uh, do you have any problem with the way this is all unfolded? Because you did have Anthony Davis switched agencies. He goes with Rich Paul, who represents LeBron. There's, you know, um, tampering allegations, which is stupid because we all know it happens right. anyway. Do you have any problem with league integrity, the way this all unfolded? I just think it's part of the business. No, I think... Um the NBA for a long time was run like the NFL, where ownership dictated what happened. Dudes stayed in their lane. Um, players didn't understand the type of power that they held within the league itself um, and, and didn't exercise that power. They didn't leverage their position very often. I think with this new age of player, the NBA actually probably created their own monster because there was so much of a push when we played – um, with education from NBPA side in terms of building brands and being business people and giving you access to different, you know, Fortune 500 CEOs where you could go out and, and do an internship. And so guys started to become very business aware, right? Very business savvy. And you see guys like LeBron creating, you know, these, these, these media empires, right? And so one of those spinoffs is, is Rich Paul, um, and, and their clutch sports, right? And, and Rich is a very shrewd dude. And so I think you see now, you know, NBA guys kind of saying like, hey, man, 
we got a bigger stick in the room as you do. Like we like we we'll, we're willing to swing it if we need to. And this is the byproduct of that. And I got no beef with that. Like when the employees are empowered and, and guys who are making the money, they're the ones out there. You're the show. Like you, you flipping the apple cart, you know, and saying, "Hey, dude, we're going to call some shots here." I'm straight. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it from a player. Hey, players make as much as you can. You're yeah. going to get chewed up and spit out in professional sports most of the time anyway. All good with that. The only thing I wonder is with all this power, with their ability to create these super teams, is it bad for the overall product? And I'm like when you look at the regular season, the regular season ratings declined somewhat the last couple of years. Like they're starting to go taper a little bit. Now maybe that's because well, LeBron was hurt. LeBron's not in the finals. LeBron's not in the playoffs. There's obviously LeBron impact that is there. But I just feel like if you were going to build a sport, you'd want it to feel there was a little more competitive balance. I just, I did. Look, man, there wasn't. Like, I was, it, I've been saying this for the, the last couple months. Maybe that's why I feel bad because I was super pumped for next year. Once the Golden State Warriors were broken up, I'm like, man, it is wide open. The NBA is going to be awesome next year. And now I'm like, we're just going to have another team like the Warriors if Kawhi goes there. If he doesn't, I think they're at a great spot. I look at it like the stock market, dude. Like, if you're sitting there, why? If you're, if you're sitting there, if you're invested, right? And you got like a balanced portfolio, do you watch the stock market every day? Like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's down. Like, you, you, <laughs> You shouldn't, right? Because right. you're going to pull your hair out, right? Like you're like tend to think there's an ebb and a flow to it. And I think ratings are kind of kind of like that. When the football was down a yeah, year or just so a couple ago, years right? Ago, no yeah. one's worried about it now, yep. right? Like yep. it, it bounces back and it comes back. So the ratings being fractionally down, I'm not really tripping off of that. And I would counter with like back in the day when I was young and I watched basketball, you don't think the Boston Celtics were a damn super team? You're talking about Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. But they had their That's, nemesis in yeah, uh, the you don't, Lakers. You don't think you know? that was a super team? It like, was, but they were but, getting at least challenged but, by the Lakers but so, who had this dynamic oh, my point, two of them. So it's a point I made earlier, which is, yes, you're going to create a super team in L.A. Someone else is going to create a super team then to try to keep up with that. You'll get it. Yep. It might just take some time. So, yeah, they might run through it. But when you saw, like, the, it, it, it doesn't, people are going to try to keep up with the Joneses. There's another general manager out there right now scheming on, okay, if they get that, man, we, we've got two nice pieces. We've got to put a third one together. It, it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. You just got to just chill, sit back, and, and hope that you're, like, you, you got a well-diversified portfolio. Chill out. No doubt about it. There's a lot that's going to play out over the next month uh, as the draft takes place, free agency takes place over the next uh, three weeks. It'll be uh, fun to watch. Uh, your boy Coca said one way around. They were talking online about ways to get around the uh, the salary cap. Yeah. Uh, LeBron could hand out massive deals for appearing in Space Jam too. Yeah, be a way. Apparently, that was what some people were saying Big online. Check. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, over the weekend, we had the U.S. Open taking place at Pebble Beach. Fantastic viewing setup. We had it in prime time, which I watched a bunch of, got in the couch. At night, there's nothing better like night golf on the East Coast. Yeah. When you're watching out there, it was just picturesque. The only thing I would say is 
I watch a lot of golf. I'm a fan of golf. I know who Gary Woodland is, kind of. Right. I probably, according to his Wikipedia, he lives in Delray Beach. Mm -hmm. There's a chance I walked by him at the mall or somewhere up in Brown and wouldn't have known who he was, like face, like just not knowing him. I think that's the only thing. It was kind of not a bummer because I don't want to take any away from him. It's just, and he was going toe to toe with Brooks Kepka. I mean, no, he wasn't. He was fending him off. No, he wasn't. And Justin Rose was there. I just thought the star power down the stretch kind of diminished a little bit because it was really a three man race. Rory fell off early in the day. Roy McIlroy did. Right. Uh, you know, some of the other big names just kind of weren't there on Sunday, which I think is the definition of how you would have a monster, you know, set up for an entertaining Sunday. You know what they should do in a situation like that? What? Is they should have Brooks Kepka, like his playing partner, finish the round and have Brooks like pause his round. Yeah. On the, and then like, have him play the last hole. stretch. And then have him play the last stretch with Justin Rose and, like and that. uh That'd be fun. Harry Woodland, like, right? Yeah, regroup the guys. Yeah, so you're like now now we're we got three leaders coming down like the back the back nine. They're gonna play together. We're not gonna have one of them way out in front. I love it. I think like that's that? a fantastic right. idea. Um so Gary Woodland wins. It's his uh first career major. He did have Good three for you, wins. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Supposedly he's an awesome dude. I teased this at the break. Right. I think he has the best looking jump shot of any non NBA player. Really? Any professional athlete out there. That's All right, Coca, roll the tape. Hey, roll the tape. I mean, oh no, 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 that, that's a, that's a legit. Yeah, yeah, stroking yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, no, he legit. has a, like, if you were that's teaching legit. a basketball clinic on how to shoot a jumper, yeah, I'm trying to teach my kids that right now. That's I mean, it's like form. Like I was telling, it's like an instructional video on how to get a shot off. Now he went. I don't know if you know this. He went on a basketball scholarship to Washburn College. Okay, and then sense. he said he was guarding Kurt Heinrich. And it was like, and, it was like, nah. And it said, I realized then that this was the wrong sport. I love it. You know why I love it? Because we were just talking about this before, though. Youth sports are out of control. People specialize in one sport, and they do it year-round. And I remember growing up playing basketball, baseball, tennis, golf, everything. Like, I, there was no, like I was doing right. every single sport you could. And now you're getting pressure from coaches, from parents, to, you know, my daughter's a golfer. And it's like, hey, you have to golf year-round. I'm like, no, I want her to play basketball. I want her to play, you know, tennis. Yeah. I want her to do volleyball because I think it's fun. I think people lose sight of that. And I think this is a great example. And Brooks Kepka is another one who's a great example. He was a big baseball player right. and didn't really focus on golf probably until he got to high school. That's why I love it from that perspective. Like, you you have to be an athlete. You don't just want to be a golfer. I think it's great that you're an athlete Dude, as well. One of the most cringeworthy things for me is, like, we put together these, you know, softball teams, co-ed softball teams, and I'll have some of my – you know, athlete buddies come out and play on them and like you're warming up and stuff and like you'll be throwing the ball or you throw them like a, you know, you're throwing pop flies and stuff and guys are like, you can tell they've never <laughs> caught a ball or yes. thrown it. And you're like, what have, what have you been doing? You've been just a basketball player for 40. And so I agree with you and his shot. I'm telling you, it is a stroke. No, that's it. That's it's compact. It's, there's very little movement. It's right there. It's exactly what you would teach a kid to do. I, I find it remarkable, Danny, because I do coach these youth teams, and I am starting to like. I'm starting to try. And, I'm seeing it from a different perspective now. It, it is too much, and so you know, I was watching my team warm up the other day, and these are 12 year olds for the most part. And we've got an hour and a half in between games. We're in Maryland, and so it's time to start getting ready. We go out, we get a bite to eat, we get them, you know, hydrated. We come back to the gym. There's about seven minutes in the game, you know, before us, so we got to start moving our bodies around a little mm -hmm. bit and stuff like that. Most of these kids looked like they were 45 years old trying to warm up. Like, it was incredible. It was, it was eye-opening to me. I was, 
Like your body, your body, your knees are hurting that bad. Your feet are hurting. At 12 years old, I could have done anything as many times as you asked me to do it without ever stretching, without ever limping, without anything. But I wasn't grinding on a sport like these kids are grinding on a sport. I was sad. Real, real talk. It was a 12 year old man, and he got up and he was like, uh, and I was like, man, this is. I, just, I had an epiphany. I was like, this, this is way too much. Like we have, we have to scale this back. And even in my efforts, because I'll have parents say to me, you know, hey, my son doesn't look like he's, you know, he's it doesn't look like he's engaged. It doesn't look like he's loving. And I'm like, do you realize that this kid is 12 and he's played the equivalent of an NBA season in terms of games? <laughs> right. Like he's playing too much basketball and they want more. Like I can't even provide enough because I'm like, look, we're only practicing two nights a week and I'm only playing them every other weekend. That's all I'll do. You know, because I need some time for me, right? I'm going to drink my bourbon and hang out with my wife and my kids, right? <laughs> right? But they want more. They want more. And the kids are burnt. They're burnt out physically and emotionally burnt out. I don't remember at all, maybe once or twice in baseball going to a tournament. I don't ever remember playing two, three games a day. We, ever. Well, we had to, we went to, we went to Philly earlier this year to win the championship. We lost in the championship, but it was, I want to say it was five games. It was maybe four games. It was definitely four games, maybe five games on a Sunday to get there. And your last game is like at 730 at night. If you, again, if you're out there and you guys are listening, anybody listening, you have kids. If your child is at 12 years old limping around like he's a professional athlete and it takes him an hour to warm his body up in between events, then you're doing too much with that kid. That kid should be able to hop up at 12 years old and go into a full sprint. Wherever he's going with no problem. You know, sadly, what some parent will do, they're like, oh, he needs the sleep chamber so he can sleep in the oxygen yeah, so he great. can handle it. Uh, Brooks Kepka was there. He was in the hunt. I think Brooks Kepka is going to, like, obviously, he's got a nice life. He's got the majors already. Yep. But I mean, he's going to be feeling like a couple missed opportunities. One at Augusta when he missed the punt on 18 that potentially could have sent him in a playoff with Tiger Woods. And this tournament, he had a couple opportunities to really put the pressure to close that gap on Gary Woodland. He did not. Again, there was a putt on 18 that would have made it a one-shot lead. Uh, there were a couple other opportunities that I just feel like – and I don't, maybe it doesn't bother him at all, and he just takes away the positive. I don't think it does. Dude, I, maybe it doesn't I really at all. But I just like from a competitive standpoint, I think he's – obviously, he's thrilled with the late the last, the last two years. I have gone. He's won three out of six and four out of nine majors. So, yeah, he's in a great spot. But you're talking about him almost being able to have a grand slam. Like, that's insane. And he's starting to rack up these numbers, much like Jack Nicklaus did, much like Tiger Woods did. Not only are you winning majors, but you're also racking up second places, well, which is I, almost just as impressive. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say that. Um, and I want to ask you, has there ever been another golfer like Brooks Kepka in that you don't hear from them, really, unless it's a major? Right. And when it is a major, he's either first or second. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. You've had golfers that are around all the time, like Tiger, yep. and Jack, and those guys, like every event they played in, they were there. But he'll just be like chilling on a regular weekend at the Memorial. Right. But then as soon as you go to the U.S. Open, like he's in first or second. He's kind of, he's like the NBA version of load management. He's, yeah. That's why would point. I waste my energy <laughs> mentally, physically on, right. a, on a regular tour event? When the majors are what matter. Hey. And I love the mindset. Like, I don't, I'm not hating on him at all. Those ma the, When you talk about greatest of golf, you sure there's going to be a win total at the end of your career, but people remember majors. Yep. And that's his philosophy has been, they mean more, so I'm going to try harder. And he he's one of the guys, a lot of guys cave under the pressure. Like, man, it's a major. I press and they don't uh, 
you know, succeed and excel. He's the opposite. He flips the switch and it comes on every single time. I do think though, if 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 there's ever a scenario that plays out where he continues to do this and he wants to be mentioned in in the breath with some of the greatest of all times, you, there's a, a level of consistency that he's going to have to reach. It can't just be I'm a major hunter, right? Like it, it, he's going to have to figure out how to level himself out and be competitive in all the other tour events, right? Because and this is just purely if you want to be mentioned in the breath of some of the greatest of all time. Like you could be in, in your own category where you are maybe the best major uh, 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 hunter of all time, but there does have to be a level of like I show up yeah. on some of the other weeks too. Uh, the 2015 Waste Management and the 2018 CJ Cup are only his only other PGA Tour wins that he has. He yeah. only has a couple others, uh, but he's obviously been a machine in the majors. Our guy Tiger Woods. Uh, not a great week for him. He was there, but I mean, that's all you can say is you could go watch him play. He was that early tee time. Uh, his quote after, got off to another crappy start and was able to fight it off, turned back around and got it under par of the week for the week, which is normally a good thing, but this week guys are definitely taking to it. I'm going to take a little bit of time off and enjoy some family time. Good for him. The only thing I was concerned about with him, and I don't know if you caught this or not, on Sunday when he was wearing the red, he did have that uh, Keta Taylor KT tape yeah, on his on neck, his which he's had before. I'm telling you, and this was my concern going into Pebble Beach. The weather was cool. Yep. The high of 59.60. The sun was not out. I think at his age, you do ha- you you have to tar- start taking into consideration the conditions. I know at my body, when I go out and go skiing or when I go up north in New York in the wintertime, it's harder for me to get out of bed. I go sure. running. I'm like achy. I think he is in that position now in his career where you have to take that in consideration. Yeah. And that's going to be at the British Open. It's coming up in next month. You can have colder conditions there. If it's that, if that's the case, I would probably not touch him as far as a betting perspective. If you get it on seasonably warm time, I think, yeah, he can go. But as far as – I just think it's that time of his career and it's sad – but I think it's the harsh reality is that his body can't hold up in some of those situations. Uh, yeah, I think – I don't know if this is fair or not. Over the last couple tournaments like Beth Page mm-hmm. um, and this U.S. Open, I think I've come to the realization that Tiger is not going to be what I remember him as. He'll never get back to that. Right. There was a part of me that was holding on to hope that he would regain form and kind of you know be a dominant player again. That's It's never going to look like that again. Um I really believe that the energy, the courage, and everything that he had to sum up to win Augusta, what you see now is a byproduct of that. Like, he's exhausted. It yeah. took that much out of him at this age to get that major. Then it's like the build-up to that again, right? Like the championship last year, the tour championship. Like, you know, those are such emotional moments for him now um, that the letdown, it, 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 it plays itself out over months. When he was younger, that was just business. Machine, 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 you know? Just keeping it rolling. I think at this age, it's too much of a spike to get there for him. That's out of character for him. So he spikes to get to that great moment, and then the letdown is just so much where he's just beat. Like I don't, I, I wouldn't pick him to win again this year. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, then it gets interesting. Does he get the eighteen? He's at well, fifteen, th- I, and that's an interesting. Like I, I think there's a chance, but I, I don't know if I would bet on it. I've kind of backed off of that because I, I, when I, I, I wanted to see him come back, and last year I thought he was trending and he looked strong, but he hadn't won. Do you know what I mean? And like he was still hungry, and it looks like now when he wins, like there's not that same level of hunger. Do you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't just mean that he doesn't want it. I mean, like you're talking about an older player who's got more perspective on life. He's got other things that are that are that are uh, priorities for him. I, I don't think he grinds like he did. I don't. I don't think he wants to grind like he did. And I don't. For that reason, I don't think he gets it.
Yeah, uh, we'll definitely be watching it, though, when it takes place. July 18th to the 21st, the British Open uh, is the next major championship. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. Hopefully you are uh, watching us on CBS Sports HQ. If you're listening to podcasts, make sure you go check us out. We're streaming online every single day. And if you're watching us on the stream, make sure you go subscribe and download uh, the podcast on uh, iTunes and everywhere else podcasts are available. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, right now, currently, the Raptors parade is taking place. The dude, there's all these videos that are going viral of yeah. Kawhi at all these various clubs and nightlife and stuff. He has, you. we talked about his emotionless attitude on the court. He shows no emotion celebrating either. He's just all, like, he's all business. Very interesting. It doesn't matter what is going around around him. He is just sitting there focused. Very interesting cat. I don't know him. Right. Um, I don't even think, I don't know that I played against him. Maybe I did. Um, right. Very different cat. I would love to get, like, uh, to be on a team for a year just to kind of. I think he's really, really an introvert. Yeah. Like just a unique dude. Because sometimes you'll see a guy who's shy with the media, but then behind closed doors in the locker room, he Opens might be up. a goofball. Right, might, right. But like these videos, I'm telling you, they're, you can't, like they're kind of, like, which is messed up and it's just our society. He doesn't know he's being filmed. Right. And it just shows him just sitting there. Just, just, just nothing. Nothing. Kawhi but I being Kawhi, hey, baby. You know, you know, right. Timmy Duncan was a little like that where yeah. Tim's a good dude and, and, and funny. He can have fun, but just kind of just reserved and, 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 you know. That he just the way the way he was the way you saw him on the court was kind of the way who he was you know right. what I mean right which hey if you're authentic and that's yeah. the way you are teammates will right. respect that no doubt about it all right the Pelicans let's look at this from their aspect your buddy David Griffin receives all of these picks uh, he gets a lot of assets some pretty good young players and I think he inherited one massive headache okay do you want to guess who the headache is yeah Lavar yes yeah <laughs> I'm telling you I was joking that is going to be an Coca. interesting dynamic I I'm telling you Lavar has sidetracked Lonzo's career. Nah, dog. He absolutely has. He has sidetracked Ow, his career. He He's been him. so negative. I'm he didn't you, hurt him. Here's what. Here's what. He Griff, didn't hurt him. He here's what he Griff should do. He should call up the Chinese basketball league. He say, for the first time ever, you can buy one of my players. You can have the rights to him and warn Lavar. Say, if you don't shut up, I am trading your son to. I'm going to send him to China. Is there a league in Siberia? I'm going to send him over there. Not a this good way to start a relationship. Derailing. I'm tell, but I think he did it with uh, LeBron. Did it? LeBron a, said, "Hey, I don't want to hear a word from you." And then you didn't for about six months. And then when he was on the trade block, all of a sudden Lavar comes back out. And what happened? You got shipped off. Not a good way to start a relationship. No. Here's the here's what here's what gets lost in all of that. Lavar Lonzo's a really good player. You think I all right, so Lonzo can't shoot. Okay, that's my that was always my concern. And not only can he not shoot, Yet. I don't like his shooting forms. It's, it's 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 yeah, you wouldn't teach anyone to shoot like that. But when Jason Kidd came into the league, and I know this is cliche because everybody compares him to Jay Kidd, and it's not fair because Jay Kidd was a Hall of Famer or is a Hall of Famer. And Jay Kidd wasn't a shooter, didn't look to shoot. Um Jay Kidd rounded into a really good three point shooter late in his game. This kid's level of athleticism, um, his defensive prowess for a point guard at that size, uh, his ability to see the floor athletically, he, he's, he is in the air of Westbrook athletically. You Come on. Are you crazy, man? Are you serious? Do you see some of the dunks that this kid has, some of the way he attacks the rims when he gets a line at the Well, rim? haven't I seen those yet? Well, you didn't just – they just showed you the highlights, man. You <laughs> Like, this kid is – but look at that. All right, that Point guards so aren't running through there piping it like that on bigs. Like, this kid has a lot going for him. Um, he just inherited, when he got to the Lakers, the LeBron show. And that's not a great fit, fit for any young player. Not just him. Name me the good, the young players 
rookies that were number two picks, supposed to be really, really good. They got to play with LeBron year one, year two, and and they turn out to be the type of player they thought they were going to be. It, it doesn't. It rarely happens because he consumes everything you do. So I, I only say that to say that with this fresh start in New Orleans, where it's not going to be about whether or not he can make jump shots because he's playing with LeBron. And to play with LeBron, you have to be able to make jump shots or you don't fit on the court with LeBron. That's the whole narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Who gives a stuff about his jump shot right now? Brother, go out there and and affect the game the way you were affecting it everywhere you've been your whole life. You affected the heck out of it at UCLA. It was pretty to watch. You had a bunch of finishers around you. You guys were up-tempo, which... Alvin Gentry and the Pelicans are going to do. They're going to get that boy out in transition. You've got Zion on one side. Um, you'll, you'll have you know maybe DeAndre Hunter or some other young guy on the other side. You'll have shooters around you. Just play ball, bro. Do what you do. He is going to be much better off being in New Orleans than he ever was in being in L.A. And I do still think that he can be a really, really good player in the league. He will have to figure out how to shoot. Um, similar. Who, who would you rather be building around right now, Ben Simmons or Alonzo Ball? Because they both have similar issues with with shooting the the basketball. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, and it's at, close. At, at like, this I don't point, think it's an Ben easy Simmons answer. because I've seen more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's six nine. Like, Injuries I, concern you at all eight. with that sixty three games missed out of one hundred and forty six potential games? Um, yeah, that's a concern right now. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, look, I just I think the way he sees the game, the way the the way he passes the ball is is on like a. Another, it's a gift. It's a gift. Not, not everybody can do that. And, you know, I think if I'm Griffin them, and, you know, I haven't said this to Griffin. Griff hasn't told me that unequivocally this is what they're going to do. I, I would chill. I know they're chopping the number four pick right now to see if they can get something. You know, maybe they move back in the draft a little bit. Someone's got a couple picks. They can get two young players. If they don't like whatever's sitting around Darius Garland or, or DeAndre Hunter at four, uh, maybe you get something um, that's already a valuable asset from somewhere that you could plug in and help you. But I'm just evaluating this year. Like I want to see if Zion is, you know, more, you know, LeBron or or more Anthony Bennett. Like right. we don't know. Like that's the reality of it. You don't know what any of them are going to be. So I'm watching that. I'm trying to see if if um you know the other kid they got in the trade, Brandon Ingram, what his health looks like. Is he continuing on the trajectory of 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 becoming a better player in the NBA? I want to see if this Lonzo experiment. Um, you know, was just a failure because of the circumstances in LA, or or if he's going to start rounding in. And I wouldn't be moving a lot this year. I would roll out there young, try to be exciting, try to get up and down the court, uh, try to get people in the seats because we're going to fly up and down the court. And Lonzo is going to be throwing these lobs to this incredible athlete, and then worry about like starting to build it and win next year. This year would just be kind of getting my ducks in a row and figuring out what I got. You're telling me you wouldn't talk to Lavar. And tell him, say, hey, man, chill. No. You would tell him to keep I, I would, spouting off. I would not. Keep talking. What has he said about your franchise? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about in general. Well, I'm you, talking like he, like him out there going. You I think can't control LeVar Ball. There's nothing that you can do from a front office perspective that can stop that man who's a citizen of the United States. You can threaten him by saying, I'll trade your son. But what? That It's not, all right, you're just going to keep his son moving. That might not help you. Like his son right. might be a really good player. Like you might have to move his son. But and he's now hurting his son. That's my whole overall point. Is he's hurting his son's chances to succeed? I don't know that he is, man. That kid has operated under that type of uh, of of leadership his whole life. Like he was the best, one of the best high school players in the country. That meant, that fool was still over there running his mouth. Like he was one of the best players at UCLA. That fool was still over there running <laughs> his mouth. Like it bothers you, but it clearly don't bother Lonzo. Right. So like I guess what I'm saying with with Griff is. 
you know, would you have conversations with LeVar um, if things popped up and he started to talk? Yeah. But I ain't going to go in with a dude who I already know doesn't like to be told what to do. Right. He ain't said nothing about us already. My first order of business isn't going to be to incite a reaction from him, to go in there guns blazing and say, hey, man, this is, you ain't going to do this here. Ten minutes later, he's on somebody's show talking about, you know, you know what I mean? Just yeah. let him chill. See what he does. If you need to have the conversation, have it. If he's if he's humbled a little bit because of the trade and the kid comes he in. He ain't humbled at all. He's already out there saying, I guarantee you the Lakers is the biggest mistake they're ever going to that, make. That's never going to win a championship. That's the Lakers, though. That True. ain't got nothing to do with me if I'm in New Orleans. True. I have a hunch he's going to have to have that talk. That's just a hunch. He, he may at some right, point right. have to have to have a conversation with LeVar. Yep. And, and that's why they pay him the big bucks. Like that's Those are, those are uh, relationships that have to be managed. And a lot of those gigs are relationship management, right? Managing people. But I, I just uh, my first order of business wouldn't be right, go agreed. out there and put him on the defensive. He doesn't operate well in that space. If, you're, if your desired like, end game is to have him be quiet – attacking him with hey, I need you to be quiet probably in the way to do it convincing him that it's his idea to be quiet would <laughs> right. be the way you go about that because right. you don't like to be told what to do no not at all all right welcome back to Canel and Bell before we get to the women's soccer the U.S. women's national team Tyson Fury uh, yeah. heavyweight champ had a big match this uh, big boxing fight this past weekend he won he has this thing so he, he basically stole Apollo Creed's entrance from Rocky Four. Really? Like living America, in America? Living in America, everything. Like the coat, everything comes in. And then what he does now, and this is unbelievable, because you talk about putting yourself out there. It was gonna I know, right? Don't don't let that coffee cup come on this table. You're gonna get slapped upside the head. Uh he serenades his I don't know if it's his wife, his girlfriend, fiance, whatever it is. And I'm not talking like subtle. He grabs the microphone yeah. and just belts out. He had Aerosmith, like, I don't want to lose your love for what yeah. I don't know what the, what the words are, but he belts it out, like, sings it in front of the whole arena. He's an and interesting it, dude, huh? Was he the one that awkward. had, like, some mental health, like, I don't stuff know. or had, had, like, a, had like, a, like, a breakdown or something like that? He um, might have. I don't know. The dude's hilarious. Coco said, yeah, he was. Yeah. The dude's hilarious, but he was. There was also a sequence where he was dodging punches and he looked like Neo and... Uh, uh, from Keanu He's Reed. really talented, though. Oh, like, yeah. Boxer, he's really talented. Oh, he absolutely is. So uh, we'll have to get some highlights of that. Maybe we'll see if uh, he gets a matchup with our... Uh, he was the one. He was the one. I saw his... He, I don't know if he does a pod, but he has some type of show because someone is like obviously seen what you've seen and yeah funny as hell oh he's hilarious he's got a big personality which is what boxing needs he was talking about boxing and he called he didn't call it but he's talked about that andy ruiz fight with yeah um, um anthony joshua and said don't sleep on him he's a tough little that's right i do remember that he's a tough little fighter and it was kind of tongue well now he might have to fight him it might be good uh the u.s women's national team was in france they took on chile Chile. uh, the other day All right, so here's where they let me down. Oh, they gave you just what you wanted. No, 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 no. I didn't want to see this. No, I don't want to see a lot more of this because I took the over. The over was five goals. Oh, and then they go out there and they're playing all their backups. Like, why weren't they playing Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe? Exactly what you asked for, though. No, no, no. I wanted more goals. All of you guys. All of you guys. Oh my God, it's deplorable. I thought we were you setting act the tone. Like you've been there before. I we were setting our None tone. of my coaches would have ever let me do that. It wouldn't. That's have. what you Not said. Thirteen. No, I agree. Right. And now they roll out there. They act accordingly. They don't run the score up. No, but and you seriously. got beef with that. I am not. Maybe you can help me on this because this is probably why I was on the stupid side of the bet because I didn't check anything. I just figured, hey, they blew out Thailand. They're going to blow out Chile. Yeah. I didn't. Is it normal practice for? teams not to play their starters i don't know 
I, see, I have no idea. I mean, if your team's good enough, I guess you I, can roll I, mean, I guess out they are, twos. you know, monitoring their, you know, legs yeah, and load man fresh. Right? Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. some of that. But I was like, as soon as the game starts unfolding, the first Carly Lloyd scored the first goal, and then they they did give a little. They were kind of mocking flat. everybody, which whatever they can do whatever That's they want. That's fantastic. They can do it. Oh, it is great. They're silencing their critics. Um, but then all of a sudden they show this shot of the the bench, and it's Alex Morgan just sitting there like golf clapping as well. I'm yeah. Like, uh oh, my bet might be in trouble now. So I got hosed on gotcha. my bet. Gotcha, uh, without them playing out, got all of you. Like we showed you. You know what's? I'm happen? all Team USA Women's Nationals. I'm all in. Oh, I oh, love I, that team. Like I, I, th- I how, how can you not? There are there are country's team. Of course, I'll root for them. I just didn't love the way. Nah, they bro, you were hating, last bro. Time. I'm not you, hating. You were on. You know what? You hopped on. You hopped yeah, on I Team separate. Canada. All them. Huh? All them young ladies from Team Canada chiming in ain't never won nothing, the and there you ones. go jumping on the bandwagon. They weren't the only ones. I'm I'm on the side of class and sportsmanship. That's whose side I'm on, and all uh, this. Where'd they get you? Uh, yesterday? But I was, see, I can separate. Where'd they get you yesterday? It got me a loss in yeah. the uh, in the betting column. Uh, I am on the side. See, I can separate not liking something, but still rooting for them, mm-hmm. right? Like I think a lot of people. I think they lost some fans, which is the sad part in all this because no people can't separate that. Oh, I think they fans. did. They didn't lose no fans they should have had in the first place. Okay, then that's a fair point right. if you want to say that. Uh, there is a new addition to Twitter that is out there before you. So you still are not on Twitter, which I, we have to start an account. Uh, you have boycotted it, which is probably a smart I, thing. I Your figured out how peaceful. I can see stuff on Twitter, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. So when you, you guys send me a link. Yeah. Right? You just it have just the app, takes right? me to Twitter. Yeah. Right? And, then you and can so I, can put, I put in Canel. Yeah. And when I put in Canel into that search bar up there. Yeah. You see all the Sometimes comments. Embarrassed about the stuff that pops up, <laughs> yeah. but then I can go to our show and I see some of the stuff. Yeah, you yeah. can see it all, and you can see the people just ripping me to shreds yeah. on Twitter yeah. when yeah. it's out there. But one OJ Simpson, Orenthal, the juice, Orenthal James Simpson <laughs> has opened up a Twitter account. Yeah. He has posted several videos. How many followers do you think he has? Two million. Not yet, but I, it is a assumption. I don't know what's. I don't know what. Really fast. What's he at? Seven hundred fifty k. He was at six hundred thousand like this morning, and there probably would not be a, a surprise at all. Phenomenal. If he's already up there already, uh, he's going. Uh, that's what's what other thing that I think is going to be interesting is does he get the check mark like the official? Uh, he's got to. Who gives Twitter. out the check mark? Twitter does. Like there, that's their thing, and yeah, I would well, assume they gonna, will because it's his. Yes. I also think there's a very good possibility that he's been put up to this by some company. In his first post, he says, I'm going to give you guys insight on life, fantasy, uh-huh. advice, and I'm going to set the record straight on some things. Yeah. I think there's a fantasy football company, somebody out there, that is backing this really? move. And, it's, and it was a genius move. Like If you're just looking to make money, aside from him being a total dirtbag or whatever yeah. the situation is, they're going to get clicks. Like He's already got all these followers. A man came out of one of his first orders of business was to tell you he didn't smash like Chris right? Jenner. Exactly. Like he and, put, and set the record straight. Why wouldn't Chloe's you believe not. him? Chloe's not. Chloe's not mine. Man of his word. He ain't lied to you yet. <laughs> right, of course not. I mean, what? No. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, what? Would you follow him? That's my debate right now. I am not following our boy OJ. He, I'm, gonna see I'm not on Twitter, so I'm not following <laughs> That's right. You don't have to worry about it. All right, tomorrow we'll break down all of According to OJ, videos. he ain't lied to you yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>